We're reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 8, Chapter 24, Text 31 to 38. Text 31. Shishuku Uvacha Iti Bhuvanam Nipatinjagapati Satyavatam Matsya Vapur Yugakshaye Vihatukama Palayarna Vibhavi Chikishu Ekanta Janapriyapiyam Shikare Goswami said, When King Satyavat spoke in this way, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who at the end of the Yuga had assumed the form of a fish to benefit his devotee and enjoy his pastimes in the water of inundation, responded as follows. Text 32 Shri Bhagavan Vacha Saptame Hyad Hyad Yatanad Udvam Ahan Yetad Arintama Nimankshyat Yap Yayam Purhau Talokyam Pur Puvadikam The Supreme Personality of Godhead said, O King, who can subdue your enemies? On the seventh day from today, the three worlds, Bhu, Bhuva, and Swa, will all merge into the water of inundation. Text 33 Chilokyam Liyamanayam Samvartam Pasivai Tara Upastasatinau Kachi when all the three worlds merge into the water, a large boat sent by me will appear before you. Text 3435. Thereafter, O king, you shall collect all types of herbs and seeds and load them on that great boat, then accompanied by the seven rishis and surrounded by all kinds of living entities, you shall get aboard that boat, and without moroseness you shall easily travel with your companions on the ocean of inundation, the only illumination being the effulgence of the great rishis. Text 36 then, as the boat is tossed about by the powerful winds, attach the vessel to my horn by means of the great serpent Vasuki, for I shall be present by your side. Text 37. <laughs> Pulling the boat with you and all the rishis in it, O king, I shall travel in the water of devastation until the night of Lord Brahma's slumber is over. Purport. This particular devastation actually took place not during the night of Lord Brahma, but during his day, for it was during the time of Chakshushamanu. Brahma's night takes place when Brahma goes to sleep, but in the daytime there are fourteen manus, one of whom is Chakshushamanu. Therefore, Shinavishana Chakrati Thakur comments that although it was daytime for Lord Brahma, Brahma felt sleepy for a short time by the supreme will of the Lord. This short period is regarded as Lord Brahma's night. This has been elaborately discussed by Shirupa Goswami in his Lagu Bhagavatamrita. The following is a summary of his analysis. Because Agastyamuni cursed Sambhuvamanu, during the time of Sambhuvamanu, a devastation took place. This devastation is mentioned in the Matsya Purana. During the time of Chakshushamanu, by the supreme will of the Lord, there was suddenly another pralaya, or devastation. This is mentioned by Markandeya Rishi and the Vishnu Tarmotara. At the end of Manu's time, there is not necessarily a devastation, but at the end of the Chakshushamanvatara, the supreme personality of Godhead, by his illusory energy, wanted to show Satyavrat the effects of devastation. Shridhar Swami also agrees with this opinion. The Lago Bhagavatamrita says, Madhyeman van tri tarasyaiva mune shapan manum pati palayo sal pabu veti purane kachitir yate ayam alakshmiko jatas chakshusasyantare mano palaya palmana pasyalila yeti chakutachi sarvaman van tarasyante palayo nishitam bave ishutarmo Tareta markandeyena pasitam, maro ante lago nashtin manave, 
Darshimaya, Vishnu Neti Bhuvanaistu, Swami Vir Naishamanyate. Mukam Karati Vachalam, Pangam Lankate, Ginim Yakipantam, Hambande, Shikorantinataminam. Omagana Timiranda Sergeanan Charasharakaya, Chakshiminitam Yena, Tasamai, Shikoravenamaha. So here, yes, there's 14 Manus in the day of Brahma, and they have long, long lives. And Brahma, of course, he lives for 311 trillion some years. Uh, we can't, we're like an ant compared to him. And our lifetime is like Brahma's compared to the ant. And so sometimes, so Brahma felt sleepy in the day, and whenever Brahma sleeps, everything's finished. I mean, not everything, but the least, the, the three lower planets, Bhubhuva and Swar. Uh, the three lower planets are finished. And so this happened here. And I, I did look up a little in Lagobhagvatamrita, and uh, we were we found out that uh, here it says that um, not necessarily there will be devastation at the end of each Manu, but there it says that yes, there is. Some some commentators say there is a devastation after end of each Manu. So Manu's life is 72 times 3,400,000 uh, years. So you can imagine, uh, it won't be for a long time. Of course, Kali Yuga is there, and that's enough devastation for us. Uh, it, but we will have the golden age coming now with the chanting of the Hare Krishna mantra, mercy of Lord Chaitanya, for 10,000 years. So I'll go to verse 38. Madhya mahimanam cha param prameti shabtitam vits yas yanu you will be thoroughly advised and favored by me, and because of your inquiries, everything about my glories, which are known as Param Brahma, will be manifest within your heart. Thus, you will know everything about me. As stated in Bhagavad Gita, 1515, Supreme Personality of Godhead Paramatma is situated in everyone's heart, and from him come remembrance, knowledge, and forgetfulness. The Lord reveals himself in proportion to one surrender to him. In responsive cooperation, the Lord reveals himself in proportion to one surrender. That which is revealed to one who fully surrenders is different from what is revealed to one who surrenders partially. Everyone naturally surrenders to the Supreme Personality of God, either directly or indirectly. The conditioned soul surrenders to the laws of nature and material existence, but when one fully surrenders to the Lord, material nature does not act upon him. Such a fully surrendered soul is favored by the Supreme Personality of God directly. One who has fully surrendered to the Lord is no fear of the mode's material nature, for everything is but an expansion of the Lord's glory. Sarvam Kalvidam Brahma. And these glories are gradually revealed and realized. The Lord is the supreme purifier. Param Brahma, Param Dhamma, Pavitam, Paramam, Bhavam. The more one is purified and the more he wants to know about the supreme, the more the Lord reveals to him. Full knowledge of Brahman, Paramatma, and Bhagavan is revealed to the pure devotees. The Lord says in Bhagavad Gita, Keshame Vanukam Partam Ahama, Jnana Jantama, Nashyam Yatmavasta, Jnana Deepinabhasata. Out of compassion for them, I, dwelling in their hearts, destroy the shining lamp of knowledge and darkness, born of ignorance. So here in the purport, uh, it says everyone naturally surrenders to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, either directly or indirectly. And so the devotees, they surrender directly, and the non-devotees who do not worship Krishna, they surrender indirectly. The conditioned soul, it says in the purport, surrenders to the laws of nature and material existence. But when one is fully when one fully surrenders to the Lord, material nature does not act upon him. So we have the example of Srila Prabhupada, fully surrendered, and the laws of nature were not acting because he was flying in so many time zones. And but that did not affect him. He just continued his schedule wherever even if he didn't sleep the whole night, if it was eleven o'clock in the morning, a time for massage, time for lunch. He was above the time zones. And so one time Shudakirti had this experience with Prabhupada on a plane. Uh, of course, Shudakirti commented that, you know, I was 20 years old when I was his servant. But I had a difficult time keeping up with him 
as he traveled around the world, and he was 75. So um, I also had that experience. I went on one morning walk with Sri Prabhupada, and, and I couldn't keep up with him. And I, I, I was trying to figure out, okay, I'm 20-something, he's 70-something. How come? He's going so, how could he go so fast? You know, I, I never figured it out. So one time on a flight from New York, Shudakirti was there, and many devotees were sitting across on the road, the same as Prabhupada. And they were um, beginning to fall asleep, and and, and the, the, all the heads were going back, back and up and down, up and down, trying to keep awake. And so Prabhupada was not amused. He said, just see, everyone is wide awake except for the devotees. They, uh, they are in Maya, sleeping. Everyone is awake, everyone else. Why, they cannot stay awake. And so usually... Uh, Shirokuti said, when Shri Prabhupada addressed me in this way, I became silent. I was afraid of saying the wrong thing and possibly disturb him further. So I simply sat in silence and waited for him to stop. This was one such instance. During my stay with Prabhupada, I learned there was no such thing as a good reason. There wasn't a point you can make that Prabhupada couldn't defeat. And I was not advanced enough to have him start chastising me on a regular basis. So I didn't even try to argue the devotees only slept a few hours compared to the non-devotees. So Prabhupada spent a few more minutes making this point. One thing was certain, I did not sleep on that flight. So Prabhupada, he explains different degrees of surrender. This purport is talking about surrender. And uh, you know, we have a very nice purport from Queen Kunti's prayers in uh, Canto 1, Chapter 8, Verse 29, where Prabhupada discusses different degrees of surrender. So I thought I'd share that with you. Um, so here it says, uh, Prabhupada says, The pure devotee does not render service to the Lord for such exchange. Therefore, the full mercy of the Lord is open for him. So sometimes people, they go to the Lord, they want something. Suffering men, needy men, inquisitive persons, and philosophers make temporary connections with the Lord to serve a particular purpose. So that's the Bhagavad Gita verse uh, in chapter 7. When the purpose is served, there is no more relation with the Lord. A suffering man, if he's pious at all, prays to the Lord for his recovery. But as soon as the recovery is over, in most cases, the suffering man no longer cares to keep any connection with the Lord. Mercy of the Lord is open for him, but he is reluctant to receive it. Are we reluctant to receive the mercy of the Lord, some of us? <laughs> Yes, uh, we don't. Yeah, we. It's hard, uh, hard to hard to trust Krishna sometimes, in our daily lives. Um, so that prophet said that is the mercy of the Lord is open for him, but he's reluctant to receive it. Um, that is the difference between a pure devotee and a mixed devotee. Those who are completely against the service of the Lord are considered to be an adject darkness. Those who ask for the Lord's favor only the time of necessity are partial recipients of the mercy of the Lord, and those who are 10% engaged in the service of the Lord are full recipients of the mercy of the Lord. Such partiality in receiving the Lord's mercy is relative to the recipient. So according to our ability to receive, we get the mercy. Our full mercy is there, and if we're open to receive it, we get it. If we're not open, we don't get it. So that's uh, about surrender. Okay, uh, hold on. I'm having a little computer difficulty here. Okay, I have to open up here. Hold on one minute. Mm. So, do we really want the mercy, or are we doing not? Um, there was another lecture by Srila Prabhupada. Uh, well, not a lecture. Actually, he was meeting on a morning walk. Uh, he met one man from Calcutta, and this man was telling Shri Prabhupada, Oh, I have so many factories. I have a factory here, I have a factory there, and, but the problem is uh, I cannot sleep at night because of all these factories. And so um, I don't know what to do. So Shri Prabhupada said, okay, 
um, I can give you a solution to your problem. Uh, you just, uh, you can't sleep because you have so many things. Give them to me. Then you can sleep peacefully. Then he turned to somebody and said, take his address. The man said, no, Swamiji, I can come anytime. Prabhupada said, you can come anytime, but we should also be able to go to you anytime. Take his address. Ah, no, no, Swamiji. Prabhupada said, if you give some of your things to Krishna, you will be peaceful. We will relieve you of your problem. And so the man was smashed right there, and he gave his address. He had to. So then, uh, how to know Krishna? This, this purport also says, the more one is purified, and the more he wants to know about the Supreme, the more the Lord reveals himself to him. So, uh, in Bhagavad Gita, it's explained uh, much more clearly that if we want to understand Krishna, we have to uh, accept Krishna. We have to develop attachment for Krishna. And uh, so how to increase our attachment to Krishna? Prabhupada has a four-point program. I'll discuss that a little bit later. And, of course, surrender is the most important thing. And uh, so uh, let's read Let's read a little bit from the purport of Bhagavad Gita, chapter 2, verse 72. Um, there, Krishna Prabhupada says, actually, something, that uh, one can attain Krishna consciousness or divine life at once, within a second. Or one may not attain such a state of life, even after millions of births. It is only a matter of understanding and accepting the fact. Kavanga Maharaj attained the state of life just a few minutes before his death by surrendering unto Krishna. So um, that's what the Prabhupada says. So it's very significant that Prabhupada says that you can get, you can have it right now within a second. Or you may not attain such a state of life even after millions of births. So what does that mean? That means you can go back to Godhead in, in, you know, just count to one in a second if you want. If you want. Okay, what's the catch here? So Prabhupada says two things here. It is only a matter of understanding and accepting the fact. So what does that mean to understand and accept the fact? Um, so what we know is uh, now we, we are talking. You We read the books, we hear the philosophy, so that it's, but it may remain theoretical. It may, it may be in our mind, but we may not practice. So that's called jnana. When we start actually practicing and surrendering, that's called vijnana. That's accepting. We understand, and then we accept. You understand Bhagavad Gita. Krishna says, surrender to me. And if you understand that, then you will surrender and, and do devotional service. Now, Prabhupada is very, very merciful. Um, there is a verse in Bhagavad Gita that says... Uh, one who understands my birth and activities will not again take birth. That's chapter 4, verse 9. And Prabhupada says, even if you don't understand, if you just try to understand, you will be liberated. And so we have to accept, I am servant of Krishna. We have to adopt a service attitude. So how to accept Krishna? We must chant Hare Krishna like a child crying for its mother. Uh, and that was a very early, the first lecture Prabhupada gave on chanting he said that, and Mother Hara, Radharani, will help us achieve the grace of Hari. So if we cried loud enough while we're chanting, then Radharani will pick us up and give us to Krishna. So, yeah, and we, uh, in another lecture, Sri Prabhupada said, we must cry and beg Krishna, please accept me. So when we chant nicely, Krishna comes, please accept me. Everyone's thinking, oh, so many problems I have to solve, I have to do this, that. We wake up in the morning and we think of our problems. Prabhupada says, we have no problem. Only problem is how to surrender to, how to accept Krishna. Krishna says, yes, you accept me. Um, so we have to accept Krishna. And then he will accept us. We're chanting nicely. Krishna comes when we chant nicely. And he says, Please accept me. Sit, chant Krishna, I'm yours. But I'm so unfortunate I can't even chant. All problems solved simply by chanting Krishna. And, uh, yeah. 
so that's that's what we have to do. Um, so how to increase our attachment for Krishna? Uh, there is a purport in the ninth canto, ninth chapter, verse forty-two, where it says, "From the very beginning of one's life, one should practice bhakti yoga." which increases one's attest. So what's the four-point program? First, if one daily sees the deity in the temple. Number two, make offerings by worshiping the deity. Number three, chant the holy name and preach about the glories. Uh, oh, oh, sorry, number four is preaching about the glories of the Lord. And this is called asapti, and our mind is very attached. So again, in Bhagavatam, there is a verse where... Um, this described as uh, how to get this attachment by chanting. Uh, and also, there are other processes of devotional service. So I'll, I'll, I'll read that verse. Let me offer my special obeisances unto the auspicious Lord Shri Krishna, about whom glorification, remembrance, audience, prayers, hearing, and worship can at once cleanse the effects of all sins of the performer. So, um, in Bhagavad Gita, there is a similar verse that always think of me, become my devotee, worship me, offer obeisances to me. Um, and so this verse is very similar. You, uh, We have to chant, and we, then we remember. if we, And if we can just sit in front of the deity, ikshanam, there's another added thing here that Shukadev says in his prayers that just go, Prabhupada said, go in front of the deity and just see. That's all you have to do. How nice he dressed is Krishna, how nice he dressed is Radharani. Now also book distribution. If you do book distribution and they see the book and they see the picture, then, and then their life will be sublime and they will get benefit. Uh, there is one uh, story about uh, one uh, one man, he got a book, he took it home, his roommate was a drunkard, and he picked up the book and read one line of Gita, um, for the soul there is neither birth or death. So then, one day he drank a little bit too much, and he had a near-death experience. Yamaraj, he went to Yamaraj, the Yamadutas took him, and the Yamaraj, and they told all his bad activities, and uh, so then, Yamaraj asked him, so, what are you going to do now? And that man remembered the line from Bhagavad Gita, for the soul there is neither birth nor death. And Yamaraj says, okay, go back. As <laughs> so he came back to life, he picked up the book, he read the whole book, he got the address, went to the temple, and became a brahmachari. This was in Eastern Europe, a true story. So, um, yeah, we, the books, if we just see the book, read one line. Prabhupada told Shudakirti for a Krishna book, okay, just read this book, you're, you, you will be Krishna conscious. And then he said, okay, just read the chapter, you'll be Krishna. Then he said, just read one page and you'll be Krishna conscious. Then he said, just read one line and you'll be Krishna conscious. And then he said, one word, and <laughs> you'll be Krishna conscious. So, yeah, we have all the facilities, we can do it. And if you cannot read or chant, just go in front of the deities and look at them. Well, of course, if you're more intelligent, you can offer prayers. One then go and talk to the deities. And um, so somebody will hear, somebody will pray, and somebody will worship. Arhanam, you can do deity worship. If expert trained by your spiritual master, get Gayatri Mantra, you can worship the deity. And then if you do this, then all the contamination will be washed off, and you will be Krishna conscious. So then another prayer of Shukadev, he says, let me offer my special obeisances to the all-auspicious Lord Shri Krishna. The highly intellectual, simply by surrendering to his lotus feet, are relieved of all attachments to present and future existences and without difficulty progress towards spiritual existence. So this, uh, this is the same as Bhagavad Gita where Krishna says, surrender to me, I will protect you from all sinful reactions. But this verse in Bhagavatam is an update because Gita is like a seed and Bhagavatam is like the, uh, the plant growing up and giving flowers. So here's a beautiful verse which is a flower from Bhagavad Gita, a seed from Bhagavad Gita, the, one of the most important verses. Krishna says, surrender to me. 
give up all varieties of religion, just surrender to me. I'll protect you from all sinful reactions. So that verse is talking about the past. If you had any, anything you did sinfully in your past, of course, you've had so many millions of lives and must be something sinful there, or else we wouldn't be here. And, um, but, but otherwise, uh, yes, this verse says present and future also included. And so we got an update here. And Prabhupada translates the verse uh, 64 to 66 in Bhagavad Gita in a very beautiful way uh, in this purport. My dear Arjuna, you are very dear to me, so only for your good I'll give you the most secret part of my instructions. It is simply this. Become a pure devotee of mine. Give yourself to me only, and I promise you full spiritual existence by which you may gain the eternal right of transcendental loving service unto me. So yes, uh, Yes, if we surrender to Krishna, we get full spiritual existence. We read Bhagavad Gita, Krishna is calling you, give yourself to me. Mommy, come. Now, we may think, yeah, I know, surrender, he's asking me, why should I surrender? Prahlad Maharaj gives us many good reasons. First of all, our mind is trapping us in this world with so many desires. We're creating, every desire we have is going to create another body to take birth again to fulfill that desire. So don't, don't waste your time. Don't let your mind take you away. Second reason Prahlad gives is we're being crushed by time, the wheel of time. Anyone who's over 60 knows you can see the wrinkles coming every day, new ones, and you're being crushed by time. Even the young ones get crushed by time now, COVID and so many things are happening that the wheel of time is, we're not escaping. We're not escaping. So, um, yes, crushed by time. Another reason why to surrender is because everything in this world is temporary. That we, we, We're looking for things, but we get them, we lose them. And that's the nature of this material world. We have experience. Uh, we see, uh, you know, Trump was very powerful, but now he's not in power anymore. Um, very quickly he, he was gone. I had experience when I was in New Zealand of an earthquake. And the earthquake I mean, there was a big earthquake before I came there. And, and, and they showed the video, 45 seconds, the whole city was finished, wiped out, wiped out. And my experience was there were some tremors afterwards, and I was experiencing a tremor. And uh, so I was, like, in the house, and it was 2.30 in the morning. All of a sudden, a huge sound and a huge, I mean, I was actually awake. I woke up, and when I wake up, I start chanting. So that was good good habit. So I started chanting and uh, this huge sound came in and everything shook. It was only one one time. And my first thought was, my computer's going to fall down from the table. Oh, anyway. Anyway, it, it didn't fall in. And I, but anyway, yeah, we have to, it's a test. We have, it's, another time I was in another house and uh, I was again in bed at 9.30. I, I wasn't asleep yet. And the house started swaying back and forth. Well, actually, no. There were first. There were some sounds. There were some sounds of kids. I mean, I thought oh, it was the kids upstairs running because I was on the bottom floor. They must be running a lot for kids. But it wasn't the kids. And the house started swaying back and forth. And I thought, oh my God. So um, yeah, everything's temporary. And if you, I went traveling there after that big earthquake, and there was a there were signs everywhere. Detour. Temporary, uh, I mean, detour, detour. Uh, uh, this is, uh, and they have these um, signs uh, of uh, the speed limit signs. And they said uh, 30 miles per hour, temporary. Every, every 40 miles per hour, temporary. Everything was so temporary there. And then they had, everybody said, move to a temporary address. So you really got the, the feeling everything was temporary. And no, the, Prabhupada said he saw one sign, a detour, temporary inconvenience, permanent improvement. Prabhupada said, permanent inconvenience, no improvement. So when we understand that everything here is temporary, then we can understand, we can make spiritual progress. So um, another thing is happiness. Uh, the happiness here is, is also very fleeting, like a mirage in the desert. The mirage, you see it, and the next moment it's gone. So happiness is very difficult to attain, and, and everybody's running after it like a carrot in front of a donkey. Uh, but um, 
it's very elusive and we don't get it. And so Yudhisthira Maharaj, he was asked the question, what is the news? And so here is the news of this material world um, that Yudhisthira Maharaj said. This whole world is like a frying pan and time is the cook. We're being cooked by time. Some of us are well done. Some of us are completely fried. Uh, the sun is the fire. The days and nights are the fuel. And so um, it's temporary and it's suffering too also. So that's why we should be Krishna conscious and surrender to Krishna. And if we surrender, we'll get causeless mercy. Like Prahlad got. Prahlad got causeless mercy. Lord Nishingide placed his hand on Prahlad's head. So um, I can stop here and ask for questions. And if there are no questions, then I can say something else. But first, let's open up for questions. If there are no other questions, I can ask a question. Okay. It's uh, when you're presenting, it seems like. Yes, just surrendering to Krishna is like the is a natural thing and it's the easy thing. But when we actually endeavor, even after years, we feel like somewhere something gets stuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's called an Arta Navriti. <laughs> there, is a, there are different levels of progress in the path, when we go through the path. The first level is called Shraddha, or faith. We have a little faith. We come to the temple, we read. We and the second is we associate with devotees. So those are the first two steps. The third step is we do take it seriously, get initiated, and we follow the process. We do follow the four regular principles, and we get initiated. And, and then the fourth level is called the Nartanivriti, and that's where we start struggling, we get stuck, we have doubts. And this is normal. And, but sometimes devotees think, oh my God, this, pet, this doesn't work, I'm leaving. But no, it's not time to give up because as soon as you finish, go through this start, this path, you're going to come to a, a level place, a, a mode of goodness. It's called the mode of goodness. Now we struggle with passion and ignorance. And uh, by prayers, by association of devotees especially, uh, that will help us to get through this difficult time. Even the Christians, they have this same thing. Mother Teresa... Um, there was an article, I was in Calcutta, living where she lived, and she left her body. It, it, when she left, after she died, they got her a copy of her <coughs> diary. And she had some confessions there that she had some doubt. And uh, so, so then the, you know, so the journalist said, just see, she wasn't a saint after all. But no, she was just going through the process like we are. I mean, even though it may be a different religion, but every it's on the way to, to God, and they go through it too. And we go through it too, and we, we all go through it. And <coughs> unless we're born or sent from the spiritual world, uh, which I don't believe most of us are. Uh, maybe some of you are, but anyway, we do have to. And when we get stuck, the only, the, the most powerful thing is the chanting and association with devotees to get you out of these, these stuck places. and But as soon as you get it, it's like climbing a mountain. You get to the top, that's called nishta, or firm faith. Then our faith gets really strong, and we're able to do devotional service all the time. And then we start going downhill, which is a good sign. We get attached, we get taste, and then we get attached, and then we get ecstasy and love. It all comes very easily, but we do have to go through the struggle, most of us, to be... Uh, to get through this dark night of the soul. Is any other questions? Adi Prashpro, you want? Mother Andrea? Hi, Thank you, much. Thank you. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. 
thank you for letting me ask a question. Um, I was wondering when you went over the four processes of how to get more attached to Krishna, uh, for the last one in preaching, uh, nowadays with uh, still not being able to like go out and interact with people, is there levels to preaching that we can be aware of so that we can still kind of engage in that within the parameters of this material world? Well, I mean, the, the facility that uh, is given to us now is the Internet. And, and you know, I'm, you're in New York, maybe. I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> but, um, I mean, this, this class is from New York. And there, there is the Yuga Dharma team, uh, the Harinam Sankirtan team, and they, they managed, you know, to do book distribution even without going out, and they did even more. They went to the farm, uh, farm down south, uh, somewhere, and from I think Itanagri or yeah, somewhere they went, and they were doing everything by internet. I know they even like I'm they're on Facebook so I'm one of their Facebook friends and they contacted me if I needed any books. So they went to every all their friends on Facebook, you know, so they got the way to do it. If you have the desire to do something, nothing can stop you. You just need the desire and pray and pray for help. We I mean, we can't do anything alone. And and get help from the devotees too. If you have a desire to preach, then nothing can stop you. Even COVID, um, even not being able to go out, <laughs> we can still preach. Yeah. Okay, uh, another question? Yes, my question is, wonderful class, by the way, thank you so much. My question is, that can you just give us some helpful hints on um, when we get discouraged, how to kind of bounce back from that? Okay. How to bounce back when we get discouraged? The first thing to do is is to chant and pray for help, because our connection in this yuga, the main connection is chanting, is the yuga dharma. That's our main connection in this yuga. So do the chanting, and then we have three other sources, resources to go to, and that is uh, guru, sadhu, and shastra. You ask your help from your guru, or it can be Shiksha gurus or other Diksha guru, Srila Prabhupada, pray to Prabhupada. And the second is Shastra, you read the books. Just ask the question, then open up a book and see what the book says. And you'll be surprised. I got answers so many times that way. And the third thing is, um, so guru, Shastra, and sadhu. Sadhu means devotees. You, you call up a devotee and ask them, well, you know, I have the I'm not I have this problem right now. I'm enthusiastic. What should I do? Or you call up an enthusiastic devotee and tell ask them, "Okay, how are you so enthusiastic? What can I do to be like you?" <laughs> and so these are these are things to do when you're when you're not enthusiastic. Thank you. Okay, any other Yeah, I have I see another hands raised. It's really nice that you want to pray and chant. That's that's a really good idea. It's just how to do it. Uh, don't chant while you're praying and don't pray while you're chanting. Um, so you have to separate the two. Before you chant around, you do your prayer. And then you hear, hear the mantra. Just hear. Prabhupada wanted us just to hear the mantra. So hearing attentively is very, very important. If you just do that one thing, very attentively hear, then answers will come. But you can stop between each round and and pray. <laughs> like that. <laughs> Thank you, Mataji. 
Uh-huh. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Any other questions? Wonderful class, thank you. Can you tell us your story? <laughs> My story. Yeah. How, well, okay. I don't have so much time, but I, I'll tell you briefly that I was um, in Boston in 1970 and I was searching for a guru and I went to many different gurus. I even took initiation before ISKCON. One guru gave me a secret mantra he had to pay for. And um, he said, in six months you'll be God, and it didn't work. And um, <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I didn't become God. And he said, even if you're not God, you'll become liberated. And I didn't become liberated either. So, I, uh, so then I went to the, you know, I went to the devotees. There was an advertisement in the paper, Love Feast. I said, well, okay. We hitchhiked. We had no money. We were hippies. And um, got to the temple. So I, so... I asked them, so what's your process? And they said, well, you chant, you dance, and you eat. I said, okay, I'll try. And if I do this, what will I get? And they said, if you chant, dance, and eat, you will see God face to face. I said, yes. I want to see God. I don't want to be God. So, um, yeah. I, and then from that day, the, the chanting never left my mind. And I would, I would visit the temple. Um, and after three months, I joined because Prabhupada... They said Prabhupada's coming to stay for the weekend. and I stayed for the weekend, but Prabhupada never came. And instead he, he sent four sannyasis, one of which was Vishnujan Maharaj. And uh, so Vishnujan Maharaj, yeah, I got a message here. Where am I located? I'm in Alachua right now. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Vishnujan Maharaj, after going on Harinama, Vishnujan Maharaj, for the weekend, I thought, why should I go back home? I went and said goodbye to my husband and joined the temple. But my husband joined two months later because he was a hippie and his philosophy was, I won't work. So I was working a little. We had little money. So he had to join to, to support his philosophy of, I won't work because the Woodies didn't work. They just chanted and danced and ate. So, and all we did was chant and dance. Ten hours of Harinam every day. And little eating, not much eating. But yeah, that was the schedule program in the 1970s. So um, then after I got initiation, Prabhupada gave me six instructions in my letter. I got my letter. Chant at least 16 rounds. Follow strictly four principles. Worship, do deity worship. Go on Sankirtan. Study, read and study all my books, five. So those five I've been doing my whole life. I did seven, hour, seven years of deity worship in Calcutta in India. I did seven hours of traveling Sankirtan, seven years, sorry, seven years of deity worship, seven years of traveling Sankirtan in uh, Bombay, uh, Western India, and, and then studying all the books. That's my whole life. I've been reading the books, and uh, I started teaching in 1994. Yeah, started teaching the books, reading and studying. So I've been doing that my whole life, and the chanting and the regular principles. But one thing is left, one instruction. 24 hours be engaged in Krishna's service, and that's still, you know, maybe bhajan, some, some year I'll do bhajan and 24 hours be engaged, and I won't sleep. Right now I'm sleeping, um, so that's yet to come. So, yeah, 19, so in 1972, Prabhupada asked for 50 devotees to go to India, and we were chosen. Every temple had to send somebody. Every temple had to choose, so we were chosen. And... Uh, of course, uh, no money was given, nothing. Even when they sent us from Boston to Florida in um, 1971, and how did, how, and so Maharaj Satsrup was the temple president. He said, I'm sending you to Florida. How did he send us? Not by plane, and not by train, and not by bus. He put us out on the highway, he had to hitchhike. That was the means of transportation in those days. We had to hitchhike. Now he's sending us to India. I thought, oh my God, um, <laughs> how are we going to get to India? Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And it was really funny. We got a ride. We were in yellow sheets. That was the dress. If you were married, you wore yellow sheets. If you were Brahmacharini and Brahmachari, you would wear orange sheets. And we had no saris or dhotis. 
uh, in those days. And we had our, we didn't have suitcases, we had a box with our possessions. And we were on the road, you know, on the highway with our sheets and box, and somebody picked us up after an hour. So we got to New York, and then they were merciful, they let us collect for a bus ticket. And, and so we went, again, we went back to, we hitchhiked to New York, and then we got, they let us collect for our ticket to India. We got a one-way ticket, because Prabhupada told us to go, but he didn't tell us to go back. So we just followed whatever Prabhupada said. And been in India. I was in India for 47 years up until now I got stuck in Alachua with COVID. Um, <laughs> so, I'm, but I'm trying to go back. I have a ticket for July. Uh, Ireland, Ireland in, uh, in April and then I hope India will open in July so I can go back. So um, yeah, so I was in India. I was Pujari, head Pujari, Calcutta Temple. I'll just tell you one story from that. Um, that uh, I used to worship Radha Govinda, and so Radha Govinda, uh, every day there was a window open in back of them, and bees used to fly in every day, to the, and there were bumblebees going on Radha Govinda's side, big bumblebees, two of them, and there were small, small bees on Juggernaut's side, and the small bees would sit on the garlands of Juggernaut, so it was just like I was reading Third Canto, the bees are sitting on the garlands in Vaikuntha. I said, well, we got Vaikuntha on this side. And the bumblebees, they come to Radharani, and they were on Radha Govinda's side. We had these big lotuses like this, 144 lotuses every day. And we had 50 garlands every day. One man was donating. And I was changing the flowers five times a day. So Prabhupada said, if the bees come to the deities, that means Krishna is pleased with the worship. So we had bees coming every day <laughs> to the deities. Uh, that was just one experience with being Pujari. A lot of experiences there. Um, we had we had no electricity and no water hardly. Um, and uh, one time I because we, we had everything we had to do with ghee lamps. Um, uh, yeah, we were, we had ghee lamps. One time my sari caught on fire, and I didn't know it. I just looked back and saw this big flame coming up, and so I just threw my sari off, and and I was okay. Uh, but, um, yeah, a lot of experiences in, in India, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Prabhupada was there with us, and he's still there with us. And I have experiences of Prabhupada's presence after, even after he left. Um, and that's which helped me to understand my, my, my path in life, which service to do, and how to continue in Krishna consciousness. So Prabhupada is here even now. You go to the deity, you pray. Uh, even picture in his book, pray to his books. That's also Prabhupada. Uh, associate with him by reading the books. And you can get his mercy even now. And uh, yeah, I'm still here. And that's testimony that I'm still alive and chanting. And still trying to be a devotee of Krishna. <laughs> Somehow or other. <laughs> it takes, it's, it's hard. Um, <laughs> so... I'll stop here if anyone has an urgent question you can ask, but um, <laughs> Okay, Jai Ogoista Shri Prabhupada, Hare Krishna. Shri Prabhupada ki Jai. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Thank you.
Thank you, Krishna, for not happening it to